The world is a beautiful but challenging place to live. And let's face it, life hits hard sometimes. So if you find your hopes and dreams and mental well-being needs a boost, you're tuned in to the right podcast. Welcome to Inspire Us with your host, Jay Paul Nadeau, a former hostage negotiator turned motivational speaker and acclaimed author of Take Control of Your Life. And now, here's your host, Jay Paul Nadeau. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Inspire Us. I met a man, Aubrey Narona, who's a recognized character education and safe school speaker. Now, he believes in the possibility of a safer and more emotionally connected school culture. And through his Hello Hope Canada programs, Aubrey seeks to instill his hope for the future into the minds and hearts of youth and caring adults. He believes that once this pandemic is done, our kids will be just fine. And his hope is one that we can all use right now. Without any further delay, I'd love to introduce you to my friend, Aubrey Narona. Hello, Aubrey, and welcome to Inspire Us. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. I've been looking forward to this and sorry again for the two-week delay. No, no, no apology necessary. What really matters is that we know that life happens and certain things can interfere with plans that we have, but we just got to go with the flow. We just got to, you know, we just got to pick up and say, hey, we're going to make it happen. And you did that. You reached out and uh, you said, hey, I want to do this. So I am so happy to have you on my show. You have done some remarkable things in the area of school safety, helping to support children, uh, working once in a jail setting, all that kind of stuff. I have one question I'd like to start off by asking you is, what motivated you to make a difference in so many children's lives? What was it that, that brought you to that place where you wanted to contribute and to help uh, people, and especially young people, with their mental wellness? It's a good question. And it's one that stays with me all the time. Uh, I still do a lot of youth work outside of uh, the safe schools speaking that I do. And the thing that really has motivated me when I, when I really think about it is people looked out for me when I was a kid. A handful of folks looked out for me. 20 years later, I'm in my 30s. And I recall a phrase that I heard somebody say once, which is, you know, it literally takes one caring adult that could change the trajectory of your life. And I realized in my early years of becoming an adult, I want to do that. I want to change the trajectory for young guys and young girls the best that I can. And it stays with me to the to this day. Even the the work that I do, just uh, as a youth worker, as a youth practitioner, I I'm not jaded, and I've been through a few things to keep me um, from being jaded. Uh, sorry, I've I've been through a few things that could have got me to be jaded. I've had my head beat in. I've had every name uh, in the book thrown at me, and I've had a lot of violence done towards me, especially in the, in the work that I did. Uh, in the in the jail facility in the past mm. but 
there's this this hope that I have that I find it it causes me to see past the nonsense that I'm dealing with in the moment if there is a lot of nonsense I'm having to deal with in the moment working with uh, our, our precious kids and I look to the future and it keeps me motivated it keeps me in the game it makes me want to continue to do this work uh, alongside other people who who care about these kids and care about who and what these kids are going to turn into which I think will mm. be good yeah thank you very much and you're right uh, that quote uh, that one caring adult can really change the trajectory of uh, a young person's life it's so true and especially now with COVID-19 and uh, children um, and many of our children not being able to socialize uh, there is a, a real need to reach out and support uh, children in their formative years because um, my worry, and I want your opinion on this, my worry is what COVID-19 is going to do to children. Um, how, is, how is it going to change their world? Um, have you any thoughts on, on that particular topic? Yeah, you know, I've been reading a lot lately and listening to a lot. And, you know, I talk with other speakers and other youth workers and practitioners and educators. And when this thing first began, all we thought was, okay, we just got to make sure we get to Costco in time to get enough toilet paper. <laughs> and, and that's all people had on their radar, right? It was just make sure I'm good for these next two weeks. March break will, might be extended. And March break of 2020, you know, it might be extended for a couple of weeks and it'll be just like Ray days back when I was a kid. You know, we just, mm. you get through it and, and, and we'll be back on track. We might have to catch up a little bit. And then the whole culture changed. You know, you have the NBA stops, the MLB stops. Kids that are used to watching NBA players play the game are now watching NBA players play themselves on video game systems. They're like watching these guys play themselves in video game systems. It's, it's so weird. And then everything else started to change. Parks started to close. You couldn't hold hands, you couldn't touch, you couldn't be around each other. And I think slowly but surely, it started chipping away at the, the norm for so many kids, right? That norm that, what did Joni Mitchell say? You don't know what you got till it's gone. That, that balance of having human connection all the time in ways that we, we took for granted, all of a sudden we had to now take take a few steps back, literally and figuratively. And I think it slowly but surely has impacted in ways that uh, we haven't seen before. And I don't think we fully know what the, the actual, the total ramifications of all of this stuff will be, but it's, it's caused depression. It's, there's, I was talking to a, a principal just two days ago and she told me about how many kids are dropping out of classes in her, in her school. The ability just to, to function has changed. There's a new type of functioning happening. And so while I am hopeful as to how we can help our kids, I have to acknowledge that there's, there's a growing concern because it's not just the kids, right? It's the caregivers that are having a hard time caring even for themselves. And so we gotta figure out how to put the oxygen mask on for ourselves on this plane so that we can in turn um, help them. Very well said, very profound. You're absolutely right. We have uh, a, we are social people 
and we need that physical connection. And ch uh, children are, our younger children don't understand why it is, or many of them don't fully understand why it is that they can't play with their friends or, or they can't hold hands or touch each other, hug each other, play with each other, uh, go to the, uh, the schoolyard and, and just run around like, like we did when we were kids. You know, even recently, we, my kids and I, uh, when, my, when my wife is at work and then we switch off so that I, I can do some of my youth work or my speaking, um, when the kids and I, we, we've become um, regional park hoppers. And now that the parks have opened up, we, we could tell you every park in, in, our, in our town and in the surrounding city, we're, we're starting to get to the surrounding city like, hey, which, which park do you guys want to go to today? Oh, we want to go to the Eiffel Tower Park. And the only reason we call it that is because there's like this one particular statue that looks like the Eiffel Tower. What do you guys want to do today? Oh, let's go to the rocket ship park. And when we go, it's like the same old conversation will happen. Number one, we have to go to it a pretty much abandoned park. Number two, if there happens to be one or two more kids there, it's the same old story with the, the other parent. Hey, how's it going? Crazy these days, eh? Isn't it crazy? We can't encourage our kids to play. We The first thing we have to say is keep space, keep space, baby. <laughs> and it's it's so frustrating and we are getting used to it. So it does encourage me though, that when this is all over or when there's any sense of normalcy again, it'll be so refreshing to be able to high five. It'll be so refreshing to, to hug. I took the kids tobogganing in like minus 10 degree weather because that's what you do during a pandemic. If you wanna have some fun, you go tobogganing in minus 10 degree weather. And a little boy and his mom were, you know, 10 feet away from us, but it was like the best um, impromptu play date ever. We just waved, we were nowhere near each other. We just met on the hill. The excitement in my son's eyes, in my daughter's eyes, in that little boy's eyes, it was, it was so reminiscent of times past. And I'm looking forward to having that again. Oh, aren't we all though? Yes. And uh, as much as that will bring us a lot of joy for most of us, I think there's going to be some, because uh, I already know that there's a lot of adults who are experiencing a greater deal of anxiety and depression and loss and and disconnection. And uh, it, it concerns me because I know that once the pandemic has been placed under control and it's safe for us to reintegrate with each other and to do the things that we want to do with each other, more than half, I, I'm afraid, of the, of the population will not fully be able to do that because of uh, post-traumatic stress, uh, the anxiety that is now filtering into the body and into the mind. Uh, I posted something on social media not too long ago in which I asked a simple question. And that question was, um, COVID crazy or COVID creative? Which category do you, do you stand in? And, and overwhelmingly, the adults, my Facebook friends were saying COVID crazy. They were uh, burnt out. They were feeling this anxiety, this depression. Yeah. Now, where the reason I say that is that if we as adults are experiencing this, how much more are our children experiencing this? And again, we, we covered it a little bit earlier. You covered it very well. What is it going to do to our children once we're going to go back do you have any thoughts how our children are going to react? Are they going, and I hope 
it's going to be a joyful uh, reunion. What do you think? So the question is, how do I think this will impact kids when things do start returning back to normal? That's correct. Yeah. Um, I feel like it will be, there's a funny word that a lot of people are using now. I mean, what is the, what is the age range of folks that are listening to inspire us mostly before I tell the, the joke? Well, you know what? I, I think we're having the uh, probably anywhere from about uh, 25 and up. 25 and up. Okay. I mean, you'll edit this as you see fit. Right. But, you got it. Um, you know, there are so many people using this phrase that once you leave a place of work or if you any institution or supermarket and you finally take off the mask, that first breath of fresh air that you have, I've heard a lot of people refer to it as, uh, as an airgasm. Right? Uh, yeah. It's just like, wow. Okay. Uh, it's just this, you've, you've, you've arrived at this place of relief and, and, and pleasure. And it's just by having oxygen come into your, your nose and your mouth with ease. And I think that we've entered into this fray, uh, into this stage rather as a society of, it's not normal, but it's a bit of a new normal that we have, all these restrictions that have been placed on us and we're doing our best to abide by them and we're developing uh, if you will certain psychological calluses to the to the to the difficult stimuli we having we're having having to deal with and mm. i think that as parks open or schools are opening up again and as the opportunity to connect with one another and touch one another opens up there will definitely be elements of um, timidity, I suspect, hesitancy. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know a lot of folks who are thinking we're probably not going to be able to hold hands or touch one another outside of our home or not wear masks for two or three years. Is that the case? I don't know. I just know that even if it takes a while for us to kind of almost like a, a dog who's been abused, we've been abused by this virus, we've been abused by this pandemic, and in our own journeys towards healing and, and psychological and spiritual freedom, it'll take some time and some sensitivity for us to kind of get back into being comfortable and being vulnerable with one another again. It is so frustrating for people to, you've heard the expression zoomed out. Everybody's zoomed out right now. You know, you're trying to connect with folks and you're doing your best to have it mirror what real communication looks like. But the truth is if I'm Zoom calling with you, I'm not looking at the screen. I'm looking at that little dot at the top of my computer so that you as the other person on the end, other end of this call can at least feel like I'm, I'm paying attention to you. And you're, you're doing the same and it's, it's hard, but kids aren't doing that. Kids are busy saying, hey, look at this apple I just ate and look at the bedroom lights that I just got. You know, I think that the kids will get there. That old song, I think, is by The Offspring. The kids are the kids are going to be all right. It could be by them. I'm not sure who it's by, but I think they're going to be okay. It'll take some time. I don't yeah. think it'll take too long, though. Yeah, you know what? Uh, having said that, you, what what you said, you you put it very very well, and it got me thinking about the Spanish flu, and uh, they, you know, everybody was wearing masks, and they went into 
lockdown and they experienced pretty much what we experienced and we got through it like they got through it and yeah they went back to uh, a normal and and i know that we are as well and I'll we do something with you connected sure. that's free yeah. that we'll get through it um you mentioned are you going covid crazy or covid creative right i'm very fortunate to report that i went covid creative life kind of changed for me a lot of things that i'd been holding back just exploded when this pandemic began um i released my first single so i'm a singer outside of being a youth worker and a speaker i'm a singer and a musician and um and i released a song um right in april so right when we were just about i think this was our first uh lockdown in yeah. ontario or in the country really and and the song was called go the distance and then in parentheses stay inside <laughs> and uh, i don't know if you've if you've heard the song if you haven't I'll, I'll share it with you you just have to type in google aubrey go the distance and the the uh the chorus simply says uh stay inside stay inside uh, feeling like we got to hide keep the gap 6 feet wide we will get through this and so a friend of mine his name is promise um he he's rapping on it i'm singing on it I'm actually about to re-release uh, an extended version of the song now that we're headed back into lockdown part two, in which I added a, a second verse. And I'm talking about how some people think this is all a big scheme, but the leaders are working hard. It's a very hopeful song. And it, it was just like, it, I think I wrote it in like 15 minutes because it was just so, it was a really easy time to be uh, inspired in the midst of pain. But that was the main part, and we will get through this. So I'm I'm with you 100% on that, Paul. Well, thank you for sharing that, and I'd love to be able to uh, play your song or at least make it available on my website. Awesome. Uh, you know, so that would be fantastic. You're right. We yeah we being creative, and congratulations on that release, man. That's great. Um, I I have spoken to some people who have said exactly what you said is that this has been an opportunity to really um, reset themselves and be creative i have a friend who's published a couple of books and he never would have had had life been going on normally and such right. so there there is a lot that we can get through this it's not all bad you know and, and we got to yeah. remember that now I'd like to kind of uh, turn around because you've done so many remarkable things, Aubrey. And I know that you uh, had um, a program uh, called Hello Hope in which uh, you were helping people uh, battling loneliness and isolation. Uh, can you tell us about that program and what you do with that, please? Sure, yeah. So um, another thing that I've been putting more time into over the last year is, uh, is my organization, Hello Hope Canada or Hello Hope .ca. And um, this whole organization actually was birthed out of a song that I had written almost uh, 10 years ago called Hello Hope, which I think I should be re-recording and releasing soon because I think people need it. Um, and the song was actually about suicide prevention. And the idea is that within the song, this individual is going through whatever they're going through, and it's hard. And they're just at this point where they're like, can anybody hear me? Is there anybody that will help me? And then the chorus basically says, hello, hope, hello, life, hello, opportunity strikes. There's a new day coming soon for you. Hello, hope, hello, light, 
Say goodbye to all the dark nights. There's a new day coming soon for you. And the idea for me was imagine if there was hope um, personified. Imagine there was a person named Hope and your friend is struggling with whatever dark night they're struggling with, whatever dark situation in their heart that they're dealing with. And imagine you could introduce them to hope personified. Imagine what would happen. So whether it's my speaking, whether it's the, the work that I did in the jails in the past, whether it's the work that I still do with youth, um, youth who are in so many different types of circumstances, including dealing with the justice system, I thought to myself, what kind of impact could hope do to these kids and to adults, but specifically to kids? What, what problems could you solve? What damage could you prevent? And what amazing feats could be accomplished in the life of a kid who was introduced to hope? So then hellohope.com was like, $15,000 to buy. So I said, well, I love my country. So hellohope.ca it is. So Hello Hope Canada was, was born. And then I, I ended up creating these, these four talks that are dear to me. And this is all I speak about when I speak to schools and other groups. And they're all kind of with this, this idea that um, Hello Hope Canada or Aubrey Nerona as the, the main dude, we have a bunch of hope in a bunch of different areas. You know, uh, I have hope, I have a talk for guys. It's called um, Man Up, being a real man in unreal times. And the hope behind that is that boys and men will increasingly partner alongside girls and women as peers and will be protectors of vulnerable members of society. I have a talk just for girls. It's called uh, Girl Up, uh, why the world needs you to think like a girl, fight like a girl and fly like a girl. And the hope behind that is that I wanna, uh, my hope is to increasingly foster gender equality and encourage girls and women in their identity as the leaders and the heroes that they are in the world. Uh, I came up with a, a talk called Colorblind, why being not racist is not good enough anymore. So that's all about anti-racism. And the hope behind that is that I have hope that a society with, with racist and even quote unquote non-racist ideas will eventually be outnumbered by courageous and caring anti-racist ideas and people. And then lastly, and this really connects to, to your question is, is my talk called Hello Hope Battling Loneliness and Isolation pre, during, and post COVID-19. And, and, and the hope behind that, that conversation and that presentation is that I have a hope that human connection during this time that we're in and afterwards, it's gonna grow and it's gonna thrive in our, in our technical age. And it's gonna replace the depression and the, 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 the despair and the loneliness with uh, an increase of empathy for our, for our people around us. You know, so it's, it's full of life, it's full of energy, it's full of sincerity, these, these talks that I do, these presentations that I do, um, but it's literally powered by hope. It's like, I'm dealing with a lot of junk, just like a lot of folks are, and I'll admit it, you know, whether it's trying to do reading and writing with my three-year-old, having a business call while my daughter needs something done for online schooling and this, that, and the other thing, or whether it's, you know, the fact that my aunt, she just died um, two weeks ago from COVID. 
you know? So, so it's real and, 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 and it hurts. And, and I want us as, as folks, as a community of caring people to, to acknowledge that and live in it and, or not live in it, but stay in it if we need to, for as long as we need to, and then together help one another get out. I'm just so full of that hope. Even, even the, the stuff I told you about when I used to work in the jails, getting, getting beat right in my head, having conversations with the guys who did it. I was able to do it. So for me, that's kind of what's been on my radar for so many years now. So that's what uh, prompted me to develop these presentations for, for schools, for uh, administrators, for teachers, for parents, and for other groups. Each and every one of those talks uh, are so powerful in the way that you describe them. And they, they certainly uh, do, um, I'm certain, uh, help everyone who hears them. We need to hear these positive messages. And you have a, a beautiful way of delivering it. Your voice is very sincere. You're very open. I can tell you're very caring and, and compassionate and uh, you want to make a difference in the world. And I'm sure that's exactly what you're doing right now. Can so, I share uh, something really weird and funny with you? Um, you sure just before, can. Just before, just before we logged on, my yeah. uh, something I used to do with the guys at the jail was I say, "Hey, what is what does your name mean?" And and most of the guys wouldn't know, and so I would try to look it up and I, I'd try to break it down for them what the, the the definition meant and and try to see if there was any connection from what the actual definition of his name was to anything that I'm seeing in his life just from his, his uh, personality or anything, interest, whatever. So literally two seconds before you and I uh, logged on together, my middle name is a very uncommon name, um, but it's Alquin, A-L-C-U-I-N. So Aubrey Alquin Nerona, and Alquin is my, my father's name. So as, as I'm trying to um, enhance my, my colorblind talk, the anti-racism talk, I, I, I texted my dad last night, I said, hey, Growing up, I never heard you say your name. I always heard you say, hey, my name's Al. I said, why'd you always just call yourself Al? And he broke it down for me being an immigrant from Pakistan. And most folks were confused by the name. He said, even back home in Pakistan and when he moved to Saudi Arabia, people still didn't know uh, what that name meant. So they, they called him Ali. <laughs> and, uh. and Narona, my last name got butchered even more. He said, most people just called him Noor. And I thought, that sucks, that's terrible. But it explains why you always refer to yourself as Al. Anyways, I just looked up what my middle, middle name meant. And well, Aubrey actually means moral leader. It also means king of the little people. So I'm trying to figure out how that works. Maybe it's because I worked <laughs> with little kids for a long time too. But, but, um, but Alquin means sanctuary friend. Hmm. So when you talked about me being open, and this is the first time you and I are actually getting to, uh, to see one another, I thought that's pretty cool because my my attitude, my heart, working in the jails when I worked there, working with the youth that I work with now, speaking to the teachers that I speak to and the students I speak to is, even if I have to look at this little dot on my computer, I want you to be able to, to see it. Uh, in fact, the, um, the founder of the Salvation Army, his name was uh, William Booth. His wife, not as famous, her name was Catherine Booth. She said something, speaking about compassion, she said, if you, can't, um, if you can't see the tears in my eyes, I hope that you hear the tears in my voice. Mm. And so for me, mm. it's not necessarily about tears, but about compassion, about hope, about we will get through this. I want you to hear it in my voice. So aside from the fact that I'm a singer, thank you for the compliment.
No, no, you're very welcome. But, but you know, I just call it the way I see it. Uh, I, I speak very passionately as well because mm -hmm. I, I'm on a mission myself, you know, to help others as well. And uh, I have absolutely enjoyed everything that you have had to say. Congratulations, those talks. How can people connect with you? How can they uh, hear your music, buy your music, uh, hire you as a speaker? Um, how can people connect with you? So uh, hellohope.ca is, is the first stop. Hellohope.ca, it's a really simple, clean site to get a hold of me to see what I'm up to. Um, or you can email me at Aubrey, A-U-B-R-E-Y, at hellohope.ca. Um, my Instagram and all of that stuff is just simply A-U-B-R-E-Y, Nerona, Aubrey Nerona, N-O-R-O-N-H-A. Most people aren't going to remember that. So just go to hellohope.ca. And, um, and in terms of uh, hiring me to speak, uh, my calendar literally just went from three to 30 gigs in the last two weeks. And so I'm now booked all the way until June and it's exploded. Uh, and I'm so grateful for that, especially with uh, my particular talk, Colorblind. I've been sharing with a lot of uh, principals in different regions, in Durham, in Toronto, in Halton, um, et cetera. You know, we need to start thinking about racism beyond Black History Month. So that's been my campaign. Let's think, let's work, let's care beyond Black History Month. And uh, it sounds like that's on a lot of people's radar as well. So Aubrey at hellohope.ca or just hellohope.ca is the fastest way to get a hold of me and my music. There's links to all of that stuff there. Um, pretty exciting stuff. We've got a couple other projects coming over soon as well. Some hip hop stuff and some folk music as well. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, I will put all that information in the show notes uh, along with uh, our talk. So Aubrey, it has been such a delight and pleasure to finally meet you and connect with no, you sir. and you have you on the show. Uh, you have given us such value here today. And I'm certain that all my uh, listeners, all our listeners, will get something, a lot of value from what you said. So thank you very much for coming on. Thank you for having me. And, I, you know, I'd just like to share one thing based off of the title of your podcast. Um, I love how simple it is. Inspire us. Done. There's so many ways you can take that. As a listener, you're thinking, all right, here's your chance. Inspire us. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. and, and I think there's nothing wrong with that at all. I said to a principal just yesterday from Oshawa, Ontario, I said, listen, man, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm an inspirational speaker, inspiring people to get motivated. And <laughs> I, I love that. Like, you know, the fact that you and I have connected has been, I'm so grateful for it. I hope that we get to connect some more off on and off camera and on and off the microphone. But uh, I just want to say a big shout out to you. I've seen some of your work, your, your Ted talk, uh, dude, like you rock. And I, and I hope that there are many, many more episodes to come from you and your book, all of this stuff. I just want people to digest that. So thank you for inspiring us. And uh, I look forward to, to hanging out some more. Thank you, Aubrey. I do as well. And we are going to connect offline, uh, you know? All right. So thanks for coming on. Have a great day. Ciao. You too. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for another insightful episode. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button and leave your comments. For more information, check out our website at www.inspireus.ca. 
Remember, it's not what happens to us that matters most. It's how we respond to what happens to us that does. Stay strong and resilient.